Hi, welcome to Notes from a Drama Watcher, a podcast about East Asian dramas. It's part recap, part review, and there will definitely be spoilers ahead. Let's go! Episode 26 of Notes from a Drama Watcher. This is your host, M. Welcome if you are new and welcome back if you've been here before. In this episode, we will be talking about Bad Buddy, episodes 6 through 8. I originally was only going to do episodes 6 and 7, but it was taking me a while to edit and then I just decided to wait because episode 8 was going to come out the next day. So if there's any slight um, difference in sound quality or anything, that's the reason why. It's because it was recorded on different dates. So Bad Buddy, episode episodes six through eight, Paint with Love episodes one through three, and just my thoughts on the trailers that GMM TV put out for their slate of 2022 shows. So it's an all Thai drama episode. (laughs) That's just the way it has worked out. Um, I've got some South Korean dramas, you know, on my radar, but I've just mostly been watching a lot of Thai dramas recently. I've watched a few episodes of Happiness, but I won't be talking about that show in this podcast. Maybe in the next one after I've watched a few more episodes. I've only watched episodes one and two of that one so far. That one I'm taking kind of slow in a way because I'm just really not into watching zombie stuff. But (laughs) but since Park Young Sick is there, that's why I've been watching it. But it's just going to take me a little longer to get through that one. So we're going to start off with Bad Buddy. If we recall episode five, we left off with Prant rushing off after that kiss on the rooftop with Pat. A very kind of sad and devastated Pran and Pat, who was happy for the kiss, not just because he got a kiss, but just happy that he felt like he was finally connecting with Pran, like he had figured everything out. Then Pran rushes off and Pat is just kind of confused, you know, looking off after him. So episode six begins right after that kiss. Pran is in his room on the bed. He's kind of remembering about the kiss and he is just looking, again, very scared, just kind of doesn't know what to do, really needs to process and then there's a knock on the door and it pat outside wanting to talk to him knocking on the door but pran does not answer the door does not let him in and i know pat just wants to maybe just continue with where they left off but actually it was probably for the best that pran didn't answer he really needed some time to process what had been going on you know he's been keeping these emotions inside and check for years and it's a big world shift you know to all of a sudden have the emotions his emotions be known and to find out out that it's actually reciprocated just also in a, in a in a objective sense in a logical sense they've both been drinking let them they were pretty sober when they were up on the roof but maybe not 100% sober let all the alcohol leave the system let them process and then try to come back to it to the issue fresh the next uh, morning sees Pran and Pat and the other part of the engineering and the architecture group and some of the professors outside of the bus shelter that has now been finished and they're having the opening ceremony for it. And it's just a very awkward atmosphere. Like no one else knows what's going on, obviously, but Pat and Pran you know, they're all there for photographs and it's just really awkward. They're looking at each other, but trying not to look at each other because there's all these people around them, but it's just this tension in the air. And Pat does try to talk to him later, to Pran later in a quiet moment. And Pran is just kind of like, what is it that you want to talk about? We really have nothing we need to discuss. And Pat really just wants to get it out in the open. So they don't get their chance to talk. And as it turns out, the architecture group or department is going away on a field 
trip. It's going to be an overnight field trip. I guess Pran thought he was going to be able to get away and just use this as a moment to think. I don't know that he was thinking of solutions per se. His solution really is to just kind of run away from the situation because he doesn't really think anything can come of it. And he just wants kind of like a breather, but Pat is not about to let that happen. Because... <laughs> Pretty much just as they're about to drive away, who should show up to join the field trip but Pat. And I think this was really brave of him, actually. Very brave because there's no one else from engineering on this trip. So it's just going to be him and a bunch of architecture students. I don't know if there are students from other departments or if literally everyone on the bus is architecture, but he is very much alone. That's not the safest when you've been literally physically fighting with some of the members of this group for the whole semester or the whole year so far. But he basically spends like the rest of this episode trying to get Pran to speak to him. And it's not in a pushy way though. Whenever Pran kind of puts the brakes and says, I don't want to talk about this, like he respects it and he doesn't come out and say, let's talk about the kiss. He's more just like, just talk to me, period. And he's not trying to like physically force him either because this is something you see in, I was going to say in BLs, but it's not even necessarily always BLs, just in a lot of drama where someone's trying to like force the, you know they're grabbing the other person and trying to force them pat never does that either at one point they're on the beach and they're about to pass each other and he pat grabs his wrist or kind of holds on to his wrist but you can tell it's like if pran had really pulled away he would have let go he just wants pran to to talk to him and this is a quiet moment on the beach when they can talk to each other without people around even though this all seems really angsty that i'm saying there are the lighthearted moments here there's a whole segment in the middle when pran is going into the local market and he's hitching a ride with the director of the program that the architecture group is on the field trip that they're on so this field trip is on an environmental trip they're there learning about sustainability which is not completely out of the realm of something that pat might be interested in so it's okay that he's on this trip in that sense but at one point as i said pran is pran goes to the market he's hitching a ride with the director and then pat also decides to go to the market and hitches a ride as well the director's nephew was his nephew named junior is also on this ride who's a young boy about 10 years old i guess and it's really cute because pat takes this opportunity to speak to pran basically indirectly through junior and he's asking junior what do you do if you have a friend who won't speak to you no matter how many questions you ask he's silent meanwhile pran who knows exactly what he's getting at is like giving him the serious side eye and it's so funny. I actually screenshot that side eye and it's my current profile picture on Twitter because <laughs> I just love the way he looks. He's looking at Pat like, you are so silly. But even in that side eye and in the interactions they've had before on the beach in the in the bus when he first sees Pat come in, he's not mad at Pat. And actually they have a whole discussion about that later on in the beach after they've returned from the trip where they're like asking asking each other are you angry at me and really neither one of them is angry they understand that or they know that this look any conflict between them is not really because of them it is the outside world it is their parents it is their friends that is the cause for any problem between them and so they kind of come to a little bit of an understanding on the beach that they're just calm with each other they can talk to each other fine as long as no one else is interfering kind of thing
Pat even takes the opportunity to thank Pran for saving Pa when, when they were little and she was drowning. And I wonder actually if that's the first time he had ever officially thanked him. Because even in a previous episode, I don't remember which one, but they had shown the flashback of after Pran had saved Pa, later on Pat came to his room and returned his watch to him that he had left behind. And even then he didn't really say thank you, I don't think. He's just like, here's your watch. So I wonder if this is the first like official time or at least as adults that he talks about it and thanks him. And I wonder, this is something I've been thinking of since that happened actually, if, so at the time in the episode when they showed the flashback, when Pa almost drowned it and Pran saved her, she begged Pat not to tell their parents. I guess she didn't want to get in trouble. I wonder if at that time, if they had told the parents that Pran had saved Pa, would that have completely changed the relationship between the families? Maybe it would have bought forgiveness of some kind for whatever it is that, that the conflict is about, because I'm still having trouble believing that this years-long conflict is because of business. But I don't know, maybe it is. I'm not in business. I actually don't have any family that's in business. Maybe things do become that tense when you're in that world. I don't know. So in this episode, towards the end of this episode, when they are alone on the beach, this is when they finally have the chance to somewhat talk. Pran, I guess, after spending the day with Pat is a little calmer and realizes that Pat is not going to, I don't want to say push because Pat is pushing a little bit, right? He's been pushing this whole episode to get them to talk, but he's not going to completely disregard Pran's feelings and, and boundaries. But Pat does wind up writing the word uh, kiss in the sand. It's like he tells Pran, you're not, you're not allowing me to talk about it. So I'm not talking, but he does write it there. So they're finally going to talk. And as part of their discussion, Pat talks a little about his feelings and says, you know, like he realizes that he doesn't really like ink in that way. And he spoke to ink. And I guess that kind of lifted some of the weight off Pran's shoulders because he's more open now. The episode ends with him being more open into not calling themselves boyfriends necessarily, but he's not completely push pushing Pat away anymore. I mean, throughout all this, even beyond whatever's going on between the two of them, is still the, the thing of the parents of the family. Now, I spoke in a previous podcast about not wanting the show to get too angsty. I'm not sure what's going to happen in later episodes, obviously, but episode six has, I think, a good balance. There was some angst, but it didn't get too terrible and there were still the lighthearted moments that whole scene in the truck of Pat indirectly talking through Junior to Pran about a friend that won't talk to him etc them uh the scene where they're in the market and it's, it's kind of a pretty playful scene even one of the vendors says something about them looking good together and neither one of them deny it they don't say anything <laughs> they just thank the person and this episode whew, the ending of episode six so let me say I've talked about this before but Bacoff the director is doing a really good job with the product placement here. It's a necessary evil, right? Because if we don't have these companies sponsoring these shows, we don't get to watch these wonderful shows. So it's necessary, but usually it's not done well, but definitely in Bad Buddy, it's done very well. There is a Canon product, Canon printer product placement earlier in the episode after they come from the beach. And the scene that that product placement is a part of is really cute. We see Pat replacing the printer ink so we can see how easy it is to replace Canon ink. <laughs> and he decides to test out the printer and what does he print? But a picture, a candid photo of Pran that he took, I guess, while Pran was sleeping, which of course Pran is just like <laughs> not too happy about it. Not, not super upset, but it's just like trying to grab at the picture. Like what do you, you know, it's such a hat if they were younger is like, this is totally pulling pigtails kind of behavior with Pran. And then the 
last, the product placement at the very end of the show is for a sea seaweed snack. However, this is after they have, if you remember from the, the preview at the end of episode five, there's this whole bet about who's going to make the other person say that they've fallen for the other one first. So episode six, we see the, the beginning of them like going through with this kind of bet. And so basically Pat is calling Pran his boyfriend already. And Pran is like, who are you calling boyfriend kind of thing? And Pat is there eating this seafood snack and offers it to Pran, but it's kind of like psych and pulls it away and is like, you know, say you're my boyfriend first. And Pran is like, no. But Pran does his own flirting back. And I won't say what he did. You should watch the episode. <laughs> but he does his own flirting back. And Pat is just like totally flustered. And as Pran walks away, Pat is looking after him. And I swear that's the look. That is a look of a man who is besotted is the word in love <laughs> in love and I think realizing he may have gotten in over his head in this bet with Pratt so a nice balance again we had our angst but like I said a lot of lighthearted moments as well I really really liked episode six and episode seven I like just as much so I'm going to talk about that now episode seven actually takes place a year well I won't say a year later but it looks like that architecture trip to the beach may have been maybe at the end of their year of the academic year because episode seven starts at the beginning of sophomore year and episode seven starts with them fully embracing the bet of seeing who is going to admit that they've fallen for the other first. The housing situation has changed just a little bit. Pa is now a university student and she's actually going to be sharing Pat's studio with him. She does not know about Pat and Pran. She obviously knows they're friends. They were never enemies, whatever. She knows that, but she doesn't know what's going on between them. That leads to a little bit of hijinks. But the episode opens with Pat getting in his new car and he takes a selfie of himself with an empty seat next to him, the empty passenger seat. And he sends a text to Pran that says, want to take my passenger seat, baby? <laughs> Just like, whoa, he's calling him baby. But of course, Pran happens to read this while he is eating. He's with his parents in the house and he's choking on his food because he's so surprised. They they're laughing and smirking because obviously they think he's maybe talking to someone, you know, a romantic interest on the text. And they have a little talk there where they're like, you can date whoever you want, basically. And, the, you know, the dad's like, what if he dates a guy? And the mom's like, I don't care. He's the one dating the person. So who cares? And just when you're thinking, oh, this is wonderful. And Pran is a little bit a, a happy look on his face, I guess, that his parents are so accepting. She follows it up with as long as it's no one from next door, which causes Pran to just like freeze for a second. I don't know how they're going to get through this. I don't know how they're, they're going to resolve this. I mean, we're going to do it. I know Bakov's going to give us our happy ending, but mom's going to have a lot to work through. I, I don't really know how dad feels yet. They've got the business rivalry, but I don't, we're not seeing him as much of the personal problem as much as we do with the mom. So I think she's going to be the one that really Pat and Pran have to win over. Episode 7 has a lot of flirty moments between Pran and Pat. And basically we just see Pat kind of losing his mind because who knew that Pran could be so flirty? 
<laughs> most of the episode is about, or a good portion of it is about a play that the architecture department is putting on. Y had agreed to kind of be part of the casting process, I guess. And then he couldn't do it. He was busy with other things, convinced Pran to be part of it. And so Pran and the director and one other person are uh, watching auditions to cast this part in the play. It is a Romeo and Juliet style play, except as the director says, it's going to be two male leads. It's going to be a BL, which everyone is all excited about. Who should decide to apply for the role but Pat, surprisingly? And I think it's just to be closer to Pran. And also we see there's a conversation that Pat... Pa and the parents have earlier on the phone where Pat is kind of saying he doesn't want to be involved in rugby anymore or he's thinking about not doing rugby and the, the father kind of persuades him to do it because that was his big thing when he was in college. And I guess part of why Pat is not interested in rugby, maybe just lost interest, but also he wants to be part of this play, wants to be closer to Pran. Pat does not wind up getting the part. Someone else gets the part in the play. But as part of the audition, we get to see um, Ohm playing the xylophone the tr traditional Thai xylophone and this is a skill that he actually has in real life so it was good to see him doing that we often see actors singing or playing guitar or piano usually it's guitar in a lot of BL dramas I noticed but it, first time I recall seeing someone playing a traditional instrument or playing a xylophone so that was really that was really nice to see we also see Pa kind of making her way through school she's a freshman now and so she's trying to find I think it was freshman orientation winds up bumping into someone and losing her contacts and who should bump into her but ink and ink in this instance and then later on is kind of taking Pa under her wing. I saw a lot of people on Twitter very happy because I guess they're really feeling like Ink and Pa are going to be a thing. I'm still not sure if they will be, but that's what people are hoping for at least. But later in the episode, we see Y bumping into Pa at one point and he looks like he's developed or developing or will develop a little crush on Pa. So there's a triangle or the ink and Pa thing is just a friendship. Pa may wind up with Y, I don't know. But if Pa and Y start being interested in each other, I almost want that to happen, not because I want them to be together necessarily, but I think it would actually be really interesting, <laughs> a really interesting storyline to see how Y reacts when he realizes that Pa's older brother is Pat. I don't even know what would happen there. I just think that would be so interesting, even though I love ink. So if, if it was that pairing, that would be fine too. One thing I can say about this show, of course, everyone loves Pat and Pran. Those are the main characters, but there is a lot of love for Ink out in Twitterverse and on Reddit and reactors and stuff like that. And I said in the previous podcast, you know, I'm really happy to see that because I'm so tired of the toxic female character. So I'm really happy that they have this character in here who is loved by the other characters on the show, of course, yes, but also just loved by the audience as well. And Pa is really cool as well. I love the relationship between Pa and Pat, that sibling relationship, which is, you know, they kind of dig at each other, right? Like <laughs> make fun of each other, whatever, but you can tell that they really love each other too. So throughout the episode, as I said, Pran is continuously flirting, flirting with Pat. They're flirting with each other. They're trying to see who's going to win the bet. But also at the same time, this thing with the play is going on and the main, the 
actor who wins the audition in the play is not a very responsible person and winds up getting on Pran's last nerve basically. They have an argument and the guy leaves. Pran gets in trouble with the director because according to the director they've already sold tickets for the show. The show has to start. Where's their main lead? And Pran had Previous to that, had tried to kind of convince Pat to do the play, but didn't really say why or or what was going on. And then uh, Pat comes in to save the day to participate in the play. And as he says that he doesn't want to win the bet if it causes his boyfriend to get in trouble, which was so sweet and so Pat, I think. These are both just really such interesting characters to me because Pran, I totally get Pran because I would say that I'm pretty much like, or more like Pran than I am like Pat for sure. Pat though comes across as a happy-go-lucky character when you first see him when you first meet him but as you see time going on and things progressing he really has a maturity in his own way he's all about taking care of people right he takes care of his sister he cares for ink he cares for pran as he says he's not willing to win quote unquote the bet if it's at the expense of pran and of pran getting in trouble so he's willing to lose but he's not really losing right there's no losing in this bet that they had if at the end they're they're getting together. They're both winners at the ends if they get to be with each other like they want to. So I love that he has that mature stance about him. And we even saw, like I said in the last episode, episode six, where he wasn't really pushing Pran as much as he could have to get Pran to talk to him. He was pushing a little, but he was also just giving him his space, letting him process, letting him have the time to really think things through, and then they could have their talk together. So we'll see how things progress from here. You know, as of episode seven, they've finally admitted to each other that they're boyfriends but still no one else knows not even pa who would have no objection i think to them being together she doesn't have the grudge that the parents have or that their friends group have fighting each other whatever she doesn't know either now again i have to say about the acting with the eyes there's this scene at the ends of this episode where pat I'm sorry, Pran feeds Pat and he's like wiping some of the food off the side of his, his face while, while Pat is chewing. And he just is looking at Pat with this look of fondness and love and I guess appreciation just for what Pat did joining the play, knowing that he was doing it to help Pran and probably really thinking of just all the times that Pran has cared for him and done things for him, you know, out of love. Just that, that was a real look of fondness on his face and it was just really cute to see. So episode seven was also just another really lovely episode. This one was really no angst. I would say in this one, just really lovely and sigh of relief that they're finally getting together or they've gotten together. But, um, you know, we know it's going to get rougher from here, unfortunately. So as I said in my intro, I'm kind of, I'm recording this separately because I decided to watch episode eight before putting out this podcast because it was so close to me putting it out anyway. So episode eight, I basically just come off of watching it. I It was kind of a roller coaster of emotions in this episode, some angst, some just smiling from ear to ear because these two characters are just truly so adorable. They spend a lot of time sneaking around in this episode. It's pretty much all about them sneaking around because they don't want anyone to know of their relationship, obviously. So they're kind of playing this juggling game of keeping 
their friendship with their friend group, but at the same time wanting to be together and not being able to explain to their friend group, you know, I can't go out with you today. I'm going to be having dinner with Pat or whatever it is. And this causes tension between Pat and Pran because Pran is still very scared of anyone finding out. And Pat just wants to shout to the world that he is with someone, not necessarily tell the world that he's with Pran, but just that he's with someone. Like a lot of people, he has social media and he wants to put on his social media that he is in a relationship and he wants to put pictures and Pran is just very scared that people will be able to figure out that it's him that Pat is in the relationship with. People probably, you know, they would figure it out because there's all this gossip and people really are trying to figure out, well, who who is he seeing? So someone would figure it out eventually, probably, just by looking at his social media. So this whole episode has a lot of relationship things going on in many ways. There's Pat and Pran, their relationship with their friends who are kind of wondering what's going on with them. Why have they been absent lately? There's the struggle and the tension of their relationship with each other where one person wants to be hidden and the other one wants to be more out there. And then we've got something going on with Ink and Pa. There's like looks and whatever. I'm kind of thinking it's fan service <laughs> at this point, really. I don't know if they'll ever have them be in any kind of relationship before the show ends. But, you know, everyone's just loving the, the thing between them. And I think fans are, are interested to see where it goes from here. I, again, as I said in previous podcasts, I don't know if they'll wind up together or whatever, but I love Ink and I love Pa. I really like these two characters a lot. So whatever happens, I'm cool with it. Now, also, I was about to say Jimmy likes Pa. It's not Jimmy. <laughs> That's the actor's name. Why likes Pa? because he bumped into her in the previous episode and it kind of feels like it's love at first sight. And he's talking about how he wants to get her chat ID and talk to her. And Pran is just like, huh? Once he realizes who it is that Y was talking about, it does eventually come out that Pa is Pat's sister. So Y decides, you know, like he's just not going to pursue it, which I think is very wise. Because... <laughs> I don't see Pat being necessarily too happy about Jimmy pursuing Pa, but obviously Pran telling why not to pursue Pa because it's going to be too many difficulties when you have people that don't approve, etc. That's going to kind of bite him in the butt, right? Later when it when it's found out that he's in a relationship that people would not approve of. We also see in this episode a little bit of a thing between Pat and his father. We saw in the preview for this episode, his father saying, you know, when did I teach you to lie to me? Which I did figure he was probably talking to him about the rugby, um, about Pat not being really involved in the rugby team and that is what it turns out to be. Pat's father is upset when he finds out about the play and that Pat is spending time on rehearsing for the play instead of being on the rugby team. And he expresses his disappointment in that. And that really, really hits Pat um, because his father has never, I guess, like spoken to him in that way before. But I was kind of, I don't want to use annoyed. Annoyed is not the word, but it was kind of looking at the dad, like, because the dad tells him you have to, or I thought you were better at knowing your priorities or whatever. He does know his priorities. For him, the priority is the play. That's why he's willing to spend more time on the play than on rugby. You're the one who has the priority in the rugby. So why are you saying you're disappointed in him? That's your priority. And actually, in the previous episode, we saw the phone call between Pat, Pa, and the parents. And in there, Pat was saying, I'm thinking of not going for rugby. And the father was the one that pushed him towards rugby. So you already know in the back of your mind that he's losing interest in that sport. So why would you be upset about it? Or I understand why he's upset people. Parents do sometimes put their things onto their kids, but like he's the one who needs to 
take a step back and I think think about the pressure that he's putting on Pat because Pat has made his interest pretty clear. So it really shouldn't be a surprise to you. So as I said, Pat and Pran are kind of at different ideas about how this relationship should go. I do like that they show them communicating in the episode. I mean, they're communicating a couple of ways. They're communicating through the play, which is kind of their story, but also they have a disagreement at one point and they actually sit down and talk to each other about it. And I like that actually after their disagreement, when they're talking, you know, they both apologize and Pat gives in a little bit, not Pat, I'm sorry, Pran gives in a little bit and says, okay, you can post um, on your, on your Instagram. And I thought that was good because even though Pat actually was willing to just stop posting, but I thought it was good that they show that because actually for the most part, it's really Pran kind of giving in for the most part. So I like that they showed that they were equally willing to give in to each other in order to make the relationship work. So that was good. And um, just in terms of overall, my feeling about this episode, there were just many cute scenes. There was a couple, there was one thing I was questioning because actually in the beginning when they were sneaking around and they were driving away together at one point, the camera appeared to be showing someone's sleeve. I think there was someone standing there and there was ominous music as if someone was watching them drive away, but you never saw who it was that was watching them drive away way. So I'm not sure what was going on there. Also, I read online, I haven't verified this on any like official Twitter channels or whatever to see, but that the scene in when Pat and Pran are rehearsing the play together and Pat is hugging Pran, giving him a back hug, that that was improvised. I'm not sure if the entire thing was improvised. I did kind of wonder because when he actually back hugged Pran or Nanon, Nanon's eyes got really wide, like he was surprised. But then again, he's such a good actor that that might've just been the acting, but apparently it was improvised uh, a lot of that scene. So if it was, that was actually a really cute scene that they had. And I actually rewatched it a couple times times because he's kind of like giggly and laughing and trying to break away from from Pat but there's one point where his head goes down he almost like gives up on trying to get away and the music stops like this whole time they had been playing music and the music stops very briefly when his head drops and then when he picks it up again they started the music again <laughs> so that was cool. And lastly, as far as this episode goes, well, if you're listening to this, I'm, I'm assuming you've been watching Bad Buddy. You know that Pat has this thing where he loves Pran's scent. And we had not seen anything about this for a few episodes. And I was actually thinking before I saw this, I hope they don't drop that part of the story because I actually think it's really cute that Pat has this kind of quirk and Pran just lets him be like he makes fun a little bit but he just lets him be about it he doesn't think that it's something like completely weird which you know some people might have an issue with that or not but between them it's okay and Pran is accepting of him having this quirk so that's like a cute aspect of their relationship and I'm kind of glad that they brought that up again and put that in there now that they're like officially boyfriends. So they did show a preview for episode nine. Episode nine looks pretty scary. Looks like everyone is, well, not, I don't know about the family, but all the friend groups are finding out that Pat and Pran are together. And that's based off of something that happens at the end of episode eight, actually. But clearly in episode nine, everyone knows about it and they are none too happy with Pat and Pran. So it looks like episode nine is going to be pretty rough 
for our two main leads. And that was Bad Buddy episodes six through eight. Next up, we've got Paint With Love episodes one to three. So Paint With Love is a new BL starring Singto of Sodas and Tay, who was in, well, the original Two Moons series. So I'm gonna read the synopsis from Gaga Ulala, which it can be found on Gaga Ulala and Pops TV. So the synopsis, the story follows Pab, an abstract painter who was hired by the owner of a media agency, Maze, played by Singto, to do a painting at a celebrity's wedding. After a disastrous accident, Pab will start working for Maze to pay his debt. What starts as a not-so-friendly worker-slash-employer relationship soon evolves into something more. So there are two couples on the show. The main couple, Pab and Maze, as I said, that's Tan Singto. And then Tan, played by Yat and Yoon. I don't know what, I forgot the name of the character Yoon is playing, sorry. It'll come to me. But Maze is the owner of this event company. And I'm sorry, media company, it says in the synopsis. But they also run events. And one event that he's going to do is someone's wedding. That This is someone who Yacht like, recommended to him. Who Tan, Yacht's character, recommended to him. And he needs a painter for this wedding to make it, you know, really special. And he goes looking for a professor from a recommendation from a professor who recommends Papa to him. Unfortunately... <laughs> Their first meeting is rather bizarre because when Maze goes to his house, he's looking through the window and he sees someone with no shirt on appearing to stab into a person laying on the ground and there's red flying everywhere that looks like blood and he's calling the police thinking there's a murder going on <laughs> and it's not at all. It is, this is the painter who is his method of painting. He's splashing red paints all over the where, all over the place. It's not blood, it's paint. And he comes out, doesn't say anything, comes out, grabs Maze, you know, brings him into the house over his shoulder, and then <laughs> later comes to find out this is just the painter that he's looking for. And so the relationship doesn't start off well because Pab is looking at, at Maze like he's just like this stuffy guy in his expensive suit. And Maze is just like, now he's got paints all over him. And he's just like, huh, you know. And Pab refuses the job because he thinks Maze is someone who does not understand art. And so he doesn't want to work with him. Unfortunately for Pab, he is a starving artist. And so he does wind up working for Maze, even though he doesn't necessarily want to. But in the course of his work, he causes a big kerfuffle <laughs> at the wedding that he was doing the event for. And the person who the wedding was for, who the event was for, winds up suing the company basically, or like demanding that they refund her certain monies, which is turns out to be a lot of money. And so Maze get um, Pab to work for him to pay back this money. I kind of did a rough conversion looking up on Google. I think it was like $20,000 or something that this person was charging. So it's a lot of money. But uh, at the wedding, one of the people there saw his work, saw Pab's work and really liked it and actually also wants to hire him to do a painting, which Maze happens to be there when this person you know, comes in and he's seeing dollar signs, right? This is a way for him to get his money back if Pop is able to sell one of his paintings. And the person is offering um, 1 million, 1 million, I think it was, bot, which was above and beyond what what uh, is owed from the kerfuffle at the event. And he wants this painting called The Love, which this episode two, you know, he's, Pab is having trouble working on this painting. I don't know that he's really felt love, but of course I'm sure by the end of the show, <laughs> we'll see something on that painting, probably Maze. He also, as an artist, is someone who works on his own. And now he's being forced to go work in this company with Maze. And he's just kind of very much of a fish out of water. You know, they want him to dress up in a suit, to have 
have his hair, you know, to just look professional. And he spends his time in his studio, usually in his boxers or PJs or something, unshaven. <laughs> hair a mess. And so this is just completely out of his realm. Two guys are just complete and total opposites from one another. And I'm curious how they are going to develop this relationship. Um, it is billed as a romantic comedy and it is definitely that so far. It's pretty funny. It's not super angsty. There is some angst because Yoon's character, I think Nung was the name, um, he and Maze had a history together. Maze is obviously still hurting from it. So not only is his personality just very different from Pop, but also he's got this emotional scar that he's dealing with that I don't know how Pop is going to overcome that. I mean, maybe he's just the person to do it, right? He's taking Maze out of his comfort zone in many ways. Um, Maze has a very kind of regimented way of doing things. He's a businessman and Pop is just more freewheeling. Even Pop's house is just like plants all over the place. He's got a rooster there, <laughs> which Maze meets his rooster, quote unquote, because he's spending a lot of time over at pops house because he really wants him to just hurry up and do the painting you know that'll help pay back the money that they owe but again he has this very regimented way of thinking right so he's thinking pop can just stand in front of a canvas and just knock out a painting in an hour or something and that's not how pop works pop works on inspiration and so far nothing is inspiring him but like i said probably as their their relationship develops we'll see he'll be more and more inspired by maze probably and then he'll get that painting done so so far i'm really enjoying the show i do like the the comedic aspect of it the romantic comedy aspect of it enough so that i got the vip membership to goggle a lot so i could see the rest of it the first episode is there for free if you want to see it but i did wind up getting the vip membership just because i want to see what else happens with this show with these characters i do really like seeing again not that i'm my you know university shows whatever but I do like seeing a show that's not set in a university it's working professionals it's adults and we see their careers the different careers because we've got Maze who runs the company Pab who is the who's an artist and then Ya and Yoon's characters who are actors and they're actually going to be acting together their characters acting together in a BL uh, together so it's just interesting seeing these different aspects of, of a BL that has nothing to do with university or engineering students or chefs. Chefs appear to be the new version of the engineering students for, for people who are working. If you're a professional in a BL, you're a chef. If you're in university, you're a engineering student. So, so this is something different. And I definitely plan to continue watching. Also recently, GMM TV came out with a slate of trailers for their plans shows of 2022. I don't know how many of these have actually been filmed and how many of them are just trailers right now. So we'll have to see what happens because of course, with the pandemic still going on, still raging in many places, we don't know what delays will happen and, and so forth. I mean, that's what happened with uh, Tell the World I Love You with the Perth and ba Bass. Bass. Uh, I've been waiting for that forever. <laughs> it was like delayed all of last year. Now I, I saw something saying January for theaters. So hopefully that will come out, but that's theaters in Thailand. I don't know when we'll who, when we who are not in Thailand will get to see it. But anyway, GMM TV. So I'm not going to go into all of their trailers. I'm just going to say what I particularly am interested in. First, I, I wouldn't say interested in for this one, but Earth and Meg, uh, I think we're in two trailers. And one of them is Moonlight Chicken, which, you know, I love Earth Mick, but the storyline is one that I am 
iffy on. So I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it or not. I will probably just give it a try. But usually if I'm watching something where one partner is cheating on another, it just feels icky to me and I winds up dropping it. I feel like even if I started this, that might happen with me because it looks like Mix's character is cheating. Now, it could be totally deceptive from the trailer. It could be a relationship that's not really a relationship. Maybe they're exes, you know, whatever. I don't know. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe I'll try to watch the first episode and then see what happens from there. But just knowing myself, if I start watching and it just looks like it's all about people having an affair, chances are I probably wouldn't stick with it. Now, speaking of Earth Mix, the other trailer that they had was Cupid's Last Wish. And Cupid's Last Wish is Mix's character. I think his name was Wynn has a sister and Mix, Mix's character is best friends with Earth's character who is named Corn. Corn is more like a family friend, really. Mix's character, Wynn, his father winds up passing away and in the will leaves money to Wynn, his sister Lynn, etc. But also leaves money to Corn, which is Earth's character. And this causes a conflict because Wynn accuses him basically of just befriending his dad pretty much so that he can get money. In the trailer, we see Wynn is very upset about this, about, about this and other things. And he and Lynn are in a car. They get into an accident. Something happens where when Wynn wakes up, he's actually in his sister's body, in Lynn's body. And so this is a body switch show. Usually with body switch shows, I'm a little iffy about them because usually they're not done well, but I feel like this one may be okay because first of all, it's Earth Mix, so we know they're gonna have good chemistry. But it's pretty clear from the trailer that almost from the beginning, Corn knows that that's Win inside of Lynn's body, and you get the feeling from the trailer that actually he's had feelings for Win all along. And so in that case, that's fine with me because he knows exactly who he's having these feelings for, who he's having an attraction to, even though it's Win in his sister's body. Body, in a female's body. That's the feeling I get from the trailer. Hopefully that it turns out to be the case in the show because if that's how it is, I think it'll be really interesting. And it's all about them trying to find a way for Wynn to get back into his own body and Corn is helping him to do that. I'm actually really looking forward to this series. Um, I know a lot of people have issues with the body switch. Like I said, I myself don't necessarily love body switch, but I think the way they're approaching it here, it'll be fine. The next one I'm going to talk about is vice versa. You'll probably be able to tell from all these ones that I'm saying I'm interested in them, these trailers. I'm very into science fiction. <laughs> And these are pretty much all like science fiction, supernatural kind of things. Vice versa is alternate universe kind of thing. When you pass away or something happens to you, your consciousness goes into a body in another universe. You have to find your partner in order to get back to your own body or universe. So actually, Om and Anon have kind of a cameo appearance in the trailer, at least, and probably in the show. I don't think they're in the show, maybe just in the episode being referenced in the trailer. But Jimmy is one of the main characters on this show vice versa. I'm actually really interested in that supernatural slash science fiction part of it, but there's also the romantic part of it because you don't know who the other person is necessarily. You don't know who your partner is that you're trying to find. And then there's the question of if you wind up falling for someone in that world, when you eventually get back to that world, will you be able to find them? 
right? Because again, you don't know who each other is. And unless you exchange that necessary information, you won't have it when you go back. And I'm actually wondering for this show. So Jimmy's character says, um, or hints, whatever, that he's kind of a famous actor. And so when they go back to their world, are they also going to be of two different classes? So that may be another conflict in the show as well. So that looks interesting to me. I, I feel like that's something that I haven't really seen before. Next up for me is another science fiction type show. <laughs> it's You Are My Favorite. And this one stars Christ of Sodas fame and Mike, who's also been like in, in several things. And it's been a while since Chris has done a BL, I think. And this one looks interesting. Chris's character likes a girl and somehow goes, <laughs> is able to go back in time. And he's trying to change the past so that she does not get to get or doesn't get married with someone else. He wants to get together with her, obviously. But things don't work out. He keeps trying. But every time he goes into the past, he winds up bumping into Mike's character. They just wind up like circling around each other all the time. It's not what he wants or what he thinks he wants. He wants the girl. But obviously, it's really Mike's character that he's going to wind up with. So I'm really interested in this too. Um, I like Chris and Sodas. But even more than that, I just like the time travel aspect. As a science fiction fan, again, I think that'll be really interesting to see. This one looks like they're playing it for comedic effects, so that's fine. Uh, Cupid's Last Wish looks pretty angsty. There were some lighthearted moments in the trailer, but that one did look really angsty. And Vice Versa also was a little more lighthearted. It didn't really look that angsty. I don't know with Vice Versa when they get back to their own bodies and their own world, that probably has the potential to be pretty angsty. Now, so far, those have all been the BL series, right? The, the ones that I'm like most interested in in the trailers that they've shown. This last one, is not a BL. This last one is Midnight Laundry and it's actually starring Nanon. And it's, you know, he goes to a laundry. <laughs> Someone who is a female character who works in the laundry and she thinks he's cute, winds up taking a a bag of his that he had and stashing it and finds out later from Nanon's character that actually there was some money in there. And when she goes to try to retrieve the bag, the bag is missing and he's up to no good stuff apparently. So they've got to figure out who stole the bag of money. <laughs> So it actually, this trailer looks really fun and it's kind of a, I was going to say murder mystery. Hopefully there's no murder in there, but just a mystery where they're trying to figure out out of all these unusual characters who hang out in this laundry, which was the person who stole this bag of money. So that's it. Those are the trailers I'm really looking forward to. I don't know if they had a trailer for Not Me here, but Not Me has begun. I'm Not Me is the show with Off and Gun. Episode one has begun on GMM TV. I did watch episode one, really enjoyed it. I'm not going to talk about it here in the podcast but or at least not in this episode but I did really enjoy it so if you have a chance go check it out that one is pretty grim you know it's not a light-hearted show at all it's pretty grim it's pretty it's it looks like it's going to be a pretty violent show but that is it for episode 26 of notes from a drama watcher I hope you're all having a blessed day and a blessed week and he'll never hear this but <laughs> shout out to Nano and happy birthday to him it's his 21st birthday I believe so best wishes to him for a wonderful wonderful birthday and a great birthday year. So thanks again for listening in to Notes from a Drama Watcher. If you want to reach me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at DramaWatcher6 or send me an email at dramawatchernotes at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay safe, everyone.